So these people are hiding now. We're in the hiding stage. Where's Fauci? I don't see him anymore. This is, this is getting to be ridiculous. Um, the, the, the way I'd like to frame this is uh, in the second half of 2021, I know I showed percentages in that chart, but the numbers, the actual bodies are 61,000 in the second half of 2021, millennial age group. Uh, to kind of wrap your mind around that, that's a Vietnam War event that just occurred to the millennial generation in the second half. 58,000 died in the Vietnam War uh, from a U.S. standpoint. Wow, so let there we that go. sink we, in. The same number died in Vietnam in 10 years, just died in one year. Correct. Vietnam event for the millennial generation. And I also, you know, I also want to point out these are due to mandates. You can see the acceleration starting in the summer when mandates started hitting in August and September, and then Biden came out and really, you know, clamped down the vices on that. And boosters were also authorized and started happening. So uh, let's call this what it is. Let's introduce a, a term you, I've heard you use before. This is death by government mandate or democide, death by government. That's what's going on here. Well, on that cheery note, welcome to the Signal 50 podcast with your hosts, Alpha and Bravo. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Well, I am uh, uh, I'm speechless for the fact that uh, I'm, I'm in a down, down in the dumps mode because of uh, more information we uncovered after we talked from the last uh, time we talked to everyone here on the Signal 50 podcast. So yeah. I, we wanted to bring this to you so that you can decide. And um, we got some right. big response from the last show. Thank you very much. Uh, I think it was fantastic, but I wish we didn't have to talk about this stuff today. Right. So, you know, we're two lifelong friends just passing along our weekly, daily, sometimes monthly conversations that we've had our entire lives. And we're just inviting you to be a voyeur into those conversations. So, again, thanks for joining us at the Signal 50 podcast. It's not all wine and roses, people. Sometimes we have to talk about some really uh, hardcore things, and this is one of those topics that needs to be addressed. So I'd like to take, like for you to please do us a favor. You know, we don't do this for money. We don't have uh, paid sponsors. We don't have anything. Please take a moment to subscribe, share, give us a rumble, a thumbs up, a positive rating. You know, get us on Getter at our at our handles at Bravo Golf Five Ninety Two golf g-o-l-f in golf and alpha sierra 288 on getter you can find our content there you can search for our, tele our telegram page as well signal 50 podcast at telegram we have two we have a chat and an official we yep. release the information. Podcast, yeah and the podcast that we are can be found in any of the outlets any of them all of them. So if you're listening to us and you, you find us on Rumble, you find us on Getter, please do us a favor. If you've got a large following, please, please just give us a share. Just give us a mention. And, you know, we'd like to get this information out to as many people as possible. So anyhow, without further ado, you know, we've got a lot to talk about, uh, you know, so I just want to get into the into the conversation here really fast. We spent a lot of time uh, going, preparing this show, uh, like a lot of time. And we're going to talk about, you know, in the last program, we talked a little bit about the Pfizer adverse events report that was submitted to the FDA under the end user uh, emergency use authorization surveillance program that they were under for their uh, mRNA based vaccine. And we said before we provided the data, we provided the information and it was a pretty eye opening report. And what we've done now is we've run some numbers based upon the data that was contained in that report 
and some data from the census department and some COVID-19 data from the CDC. And we're going to present some, uh, a new take on it, uh, there also, uh, everybody knows what's going on in the Ukraine, in Ukraine. It's, it's a bad deal. You know, things are jumping off and getting out of control and it's really turned into, uh, a very widespread battlefield at this point. Uh, well, there's some, it's turning into a propaganda war too, because right, right. the whole issue that we're running into is, and we'll put what, what facts we know, Putin's right, right. a thug, people right. are dying. Right. There's, there's a, there's a war going on and we have a propaganda war from our own government. That's not fully transparent. We have the Ukraine basically wearing out their welcome everywhere because the president or the premier of that, that country has basically tried to pull us all into it. No one wants any part of it, but he right. keeps bringing up the fact right. that we were uh, basically, li- he was lied to. Absolutely. And you got well, Russia, the queen, the propagandists of them all, but that's right. just yeah, a we'll, take on that. Yeah. Right. We'll get into that here later on in the program. We got a lot to get to. So, you know, a uh, couple of things that are going on, we'll talk about, you know, the people's convoy is still in the DC area. To an extent, I think they wrapped up uh, yesterday, actually. But Ted Cruz took a ride in the lead truck yesterday. I think that's kind of cool. Good for you, yeah. Ted. Yeah, he's he's one of the good guys. Uh, and and in other news, uh, Biden has completely shifted strategies again to blaming everybody else for his mistakes. Right, and he's gone away from Trump, and he, now he's blaming Putin. Sure, absolutely. He seems to be the boogeyman of the hour. <laughs> Yeah, well, he certainly is a boogeyman, but not. <laughs> I don't think he uh, he deserves the blame on this. So, mm-hmm. anyhow, listen, we've got a we've got a complex uh, set of data that we want to present to you uh, right now. Right. Okay, so let's did, um, let's go yeah. over the inspiration to all this. Uh, after we did our last show, we talked about a uh, a particular lot of uh, medication that was administered to a population of. 42,086, if I remember that, that was the number, yeah. Um, so 46, 46.086. Right, 46086, yeah, my mistake. So 46,000 people admit, were administered a certain lot, and over half had adverse effects, you know, one or two, and you can go back to that show. Please go listen to it. Um, it really is an eye-opener, but we the data that we coming up, we, we're talking about today is brought to us by Edward Dowd. He can be found on Getter at, at Edward Dowd, Dowd, excuse me, D-O-W-D, E-D-W-A-R-D, D-O-W-D. Find him and follow him. He is a financial um, officer. He, he, he deals with money and stocks, but he brings that type of analysis yes. um, with numbers that you cannot dispute, and those numbers happen to be insurance actuary data, right? Meaning people that die, uh, and right. uh, life insurance companies have to pay it out. Okay, right. So, so let's let's get a little bit into the data, and and mm-hmm. we'll talk about some of the assumptions that we used, and some of the data that we're presenting here. It's it's a little bit, it's a little bit complicated. So uh, we'll do our best to get through this uh, in one piece, right? Mm-hmm. So our we did some, yeah. And our hypothesis is upfront, everyone, that 
the the data we presented is actually not representative of what the actuary data is because someone's not telling the whole story on the math. Okay. Right. Sound fair? All right. But the numbers are pretty close and we'll get into that right. here in a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right. So we based the information, we extrapolated out based upon the Pfizer data that was presented to the government under the EUA surveillance program, where in the data set that was submitted, there were 46,086 people. And these all of these people in that data set had a reaction, right? So it was mm -hmm. a 52% of that number had some sort of a serious side effect or multiple side effects. And we right? went over that the last show about serious side effects, cardiac, autoimmune, yes. blah, blah, blah. I mean, stuff, stuff you don't walk away from. And remember to uh, remember that your last tetanus shot didn't cause any of this stuff. Just right. saying. Okay, so we used some of the assumptions there. 52% uh, would have a serious reaction uh, requiring further medical treatment, care, or, or surveillance, okay? Mm -hmm. And within that number is, is a death number, a fatality number that was directly related by Pfizer, by Pfizer, to the vaccine, mm. right? Yep. And it was validated by Pfizer. All right, mm -hmm. so that's a 3% death rate number in there. Okay, so... The long story short is you have 216 million Americans that were vaccinated. And this comes from the, the CDC. CDC. That's right. Where you, everyone knows where I stand with the CDC, just so everyone knows, just putting it out there. Fair enough. The data is the data that we're using. That's so right. there's 216 million people, roughly, that were vaccinated. It's not, now, a, not an even I'm, number. Yeah, and now define vaccination. Now they don't parse they don't this out in their data, but we want to take into account this confounding factor, meaning some people got one shot, then a smaller number of people got the second shot, and even a smaller number after that got a third shot, and that's based on different types of data in other places, but the CDC did not do that on their website. They did not. Um, so it essentially how it breaks down is this we have to take that number as a lump sum right because yep. we don't we don't know how it breaks down right now okay so here's a bit of feel or or a, a hypothesis that the signal 50 podcast agreed upon okay mm -hmm. an assumption that we made the vast majority of people that receive the mrna vaccine had a side effect, mm -hmm. whether it be minor headache. So we used headache, fever, aches, pains, whatever. All right. And this is the same methodology and the same, we use the same methodology to apply our hypothesis to the data to come with a conclusion. Okay. Mm -hmm. As the Pfizer used in submitting the EUA surveillance form. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we hypothesize or we theorize that 70% of people that received the vaccine of the 216 million people that received a vaccination, 70% of people had some sort of reaction. Right. Now that includes minor and major. Minor, major, big, right. big sample group, right? right? Big sample group. So that's 151,200,000 people had headache, fever, 
body aches, injection site pain, redness, all the way down to a litany of other maladies that they could that could have befallen them, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the serious ones, the cardiac, the breathing issues, the stroke, all of it. bleeding, the clots, everything. Big, big group, big group of people, right? Big, big. And again, group. we're we're taking we're just so everyone understands what we're doing. We're taking the 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 information that we got from the adverse effects and we are looking to um make it so that we explain to the whole entire population because we're only taking a sample size okay we're we're applying the same logic Mm -hmm. and hypotheses and and numbers that were in the pfizer report to the larger population of the vaccinated and later on, we'll compare that to the entire population. Okay. So this was some heavy-duty math that we did, and thank God for Excel and a little bit of frustration. <laughs> so 70% of the people that received the vaccine most probably had some sort of reaction from mild to wild, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, using the same logic that Pfizer, uh, you know, the same number and the same data that Pfizer applied to the EUA form, 52% of the adverse effects mm-hmm. had a serious consequence from the vaccine. Now you're talking about fatality or heart attacks, things like that. Heart attacks down to fatalities. Yes. Okay. Fatalities are lumped into that 52%. Okay. Yep. That leaves a number of the vaccinated in this country of 216 million, you had 78,624,000 that could have potentially had a very serious side effect. Right. All right. That had by math that side, a serious event. Mm-hmm. You apply the 3% fatality rate backing out of the 78 million number. Mm-hmm to apply the same blanket logic across the board and the data that was derived from the Pfizer report, you come with a number of 2,358,720 deaths have occurred directly related to the vaccination of the 216 million that were vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Now, percentage-wise, that is 1.09% fatal across the entire sample group of people that were vaccinated using the data and the logic and the conclusions from the Pfizer report, which we have thought about and we find completely reasonable to make those use those as assumptions, correct? That's correct. All right. That's a lot. Sure. And what we're doing is we're utilizing the population now of those who are vaccinated and then using the same kind of ratios or proportions, using proportionality to predict uh, based on math, yes. what, you know, the complications from being mandated to get the shots. Right. Okay. Okay, so the total U.S. population, according to the 2020 census, is 325,719,000. Mm-hmm. 
178. That's correct. That's from the Census Bureau from 2020 census. It's a mm -hmm. pretty, pretty clean, fresh census. Okay. Now, for purposes of discussion, we have backed out all adult Americans over 18 years old from the population number because children under 18 were largely not vaccinated to a great extent. It's a bogey number. We don't know how that number breaks down. So you took out all the children from the total population, which That's is 78 right. million, right? So That's right. Just, just so we're clear, uh, the, the number that we're using is adult 18 or over. Right. And as you mentioned, as you heard in the, in the cold open that we had just now, that Edward Dow was talking about the fact that the CDC was really not translucent. They weren't very lucent, <laughs> translucent, no. excuse me, about the numbers. No. Okay. So you've got, that leaves you with a balance of 252,070,495 eligible adults over 18 to get a vaccination. The CDC calls our vaccination rate nationally 66%. That's where we got it from, everyone. This is CDC numbers that we were right. and used. Okay, so the CDC bases their number on the total population versus the 216 million, not the eligible population. If right. you look at the eligible population for vaccination of adults mm -hmm. who children are largely unvaccinated, thankfully, there's a there's a, a number we don't understand that's in there. The CDC doesn't break the data. Mm -hmm. That means that this country is 86% vaccinated, not 66, 86, got one or more vaccinations because we can't break the data. Okay. And I would have to say CDC wasn't clear on who got one shot, two shots, 10 shots, whatever. Right. And they were shooting for a high vaccination number. They used an ineligible population of people for vaccines and, and that weren't supposed to be vaccinated to drop the percentage lower to push, 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 push. Mm -hmm. Okay. That leaves 109,719,178 unvaccinated. That's people that were not vaccinated out of the total population plus children. Okay. Now, when you do the numbers mm -hmm. and you run the math, that leaves a death rate in this country including the entire population from the vaccines, from the vaccines, using the logic, 0.94% will die across the entire population from the vaccine, right? That's correct. All right. The math. Now, how many total COVID deaths were there in the United States? 916,000. And remember right. that someone who got a vaccine was not considered vaccinated until two weeks out from their second shot. Remember? Right. We don't, we don't know how the data breaks. Right. We don't know anything about the data. So, okay. So you have now by math, by math on the chart, you have a 2.575 times a multi-factor of 2.575. Let's call it, because you round up in math, you are three times more likely, just under three times more likely to die from a vaccination than you are from COVID. Hmm. 
that's by math. So it correlates and um, is very similar to the math that we got when we talked about the Pfizer study results. Yes, it is. And, and that leads us, you know, we, we got into this because we read the Pfizer emergency use authorization report. And there were certain things when you read the report that don't make any sense. Right. So we wanted to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the data and break it down across a population using the same logic results and in conclusions. Right. Yep. And two point something million people dying that are like just disappearing from our population. Mm -hmm. That's a huge number that's largely unreported. And we sat there and we were scratching our heads and, and some information came to light about insurance. And actuary, yeah, the actuary. actuarial data and right. Bravo's going to go through the actuarial data. He's, he's got the better handle on that. So why don't you go ahead and go and th this right. kind of supports our, our theory, right? right? Go ahead. Someone's not telling us the whole story. They're telling us a story, okay? Now let's um, let's talk a little bit about Edward Dowd and his work again. Uh, the video that we showed you came from Bandai Video. He was also on War Room with Stephen K. Bannon, and he talks about overall that these mandates led to deaths that equated to the ten-year war in Vietnam of fifty-eight thousand people dead. That happened within the fall from last from last year, 2021. And, and that is, and, and just let me jump in here. Sure. And, and that is just one age group. Now, when we talk about that age group, he mentioned the word millennials. Those who were born 2000 to 2000. Uh, when, is, when is the Gen Z? I think it's... Uh, I don't have that number off the top of my head, but it's, you know, 2000 to 2012 ish, I think it was, or that generation. Yeah. Something like that. Now people that have life insurance policies, um, and let's just briefly talk about life insurance companies and insurance companies in general, they're betting on the fact that you're going to live and you're going to pay them premiums and they're not going to have to pay anything out on you. Okay. Typically, um, the numbers of people, uh, you know, the young people typically don't die from heart attacks, strokes, and things like that because, you know, they, they, they're young and they're healthy and they don't have those kind of issues. But according to um, this, this chart, uh, I'm going to describe this for our podcast listeners. So the CDC, so excuse me, so the, the exhibit that Mr. Dowd puts out, and he has a whole bunch of them, and you should check out his getter site. That's where I got him. That in his exhibit three, the millennials have seen the highest level of increase in excess mortality, meaning life insurance expect a certain number of deaths per age group. And in this age group, we have, um, you know, those that are uh, aged uh, from uh, under 25, and we have those that are aged from uh, the millennials that they're aged from 25 to 44. Is that right? Yeah. Um, 
along with uh, the, the 45 to 54. That's us. <laughs> um, the Gen Xers. Gen Xers, and, right. You know, and 65 to 74 were the boomers. And then you have those 75 to 54. Silent generation. And then you have the over 85. Now, the highest peak of numbers, 55% were found in the millennials. Excess deaths. During the fall of 2021, that's six times more than expected. Now, now tell me, hold on one second. This is mm-hmm. only deaths reported against people with insurance policies, correct? That's correct. These are, these are now life insurance policies. You just don't say I, my loved one died and pay me out the million dollars or the hundred thousand dollars or whatever the term life insurance they have or whole life insurance that they have. Um, no, they produce the death certificate police. All right. So they're just going by death certificate numbers and payouts. And they bring out these numbers. Why? Because of uh, shareholders and being accountable to their stock options. Right? Sound fair? Absolutely. They 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 have a fiduciary duty to report, you know, payouts, and the, and they have a bottom line that they have to report to their shareholders, just right. like any other business. Right. So, just for our podcast listeners, if you can imagine. The second bar, which is not expected to be this high, it should be as low. It should be lower than the the Gen uh, the Gen Xers like myself. <laughs> there shouldn't be that many deaths. It was it was um, six times higher, and now was the highest the highest bar on the entire chart was the on the excess deaths that occurred happened in that age group. All right, so now let's talk a little bit about correlation. How do you, you know how did how did Mr. Dowd come up with this information? And uh, this one here, let's go over this 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 chart here. It's uh, it basically it peaks that excess death, and um, in uh, from August to December of twenty twenty one. These are, these are right around the peaks and the peaks happen right around the time when the administration and the government really clamped the screws down on mandates and employers did the same thing. And that's what, that's what boosters. And that's what Mr. Dow was talking about with Alex and the others. This is from actuarial data. Now, what does this, what does that mean? This means that it correlates to what we were talking about in our previous discussion in the last segment about the numbers that we were, we, we computed and this matches that those expectations. Now, the funny thing is, is the CDC getting down to the numbers or telling us the whole story. Alpha, what do you think about that? Well, I think that the fact that they wanted to hide the basis of our theory Mm -hmm. and some correlational data, that would go uh, to either support or refute this data Mm -hmm. was supposed to be hidden for 75 years. And the death rate within the group of people that received a vaccine being so high. And I think we all understand the, 
the circumstances that go into approving any kind of medication for administration mm-hmm. to human beings, anyways, I would have to say that somebody is not telling us the whole truth. Now, I want everyone to imagine what these peaks look like. And under these peaks are these red shades here. When the first early vaccinations were available in, this, in uh, November to October of 2020, okay, when the early vaccines were available, the normal line that was hugging pretty much zero, okay, of excess deaths started to go up. And then after the early vaxes in November to February 2021, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, we started to see the second highest peak. And then after the government mandated that in order to keep your job, in order to be a pilot, in order to be in the uh, military, this is the age group where the military is big, right? Right, Alpha? Yeah. And that was the highest peak. To me, that's really disturbing. And it also goes along with the data that we're seeing from uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the um, adverse effects from Pfizer's report that we talked about last show. Right. Now, very, very quickly, I'm going to talk about our generation because I'm always curious about my generation. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, not sure. Are. Not, not sure we can be killed by natural means. <laughs> well, it's interesting because the excess deaths were below zero up until the initial initial spike we we saw was from the lockdowns. Right around the time that the vaccinations started really rolling out and becoming very popular, you see bumps mm-hmm. in the graph, you know, at, at peaks. Yeah, you, you, you see peaks. First dose, it looks like first dose, second dose, and then it looks like. No, it's early vax a, and when the vaccines yep. were available. And the yep. highest peak Booster. that we see was when it was mandated by the biden administration that's right so and again this is from age 45 to 64 and the highest peak again of excess deaths we're not supposed to be dropping dead from this stuff right oh it's It's totally totally safe totally safe i must emphasize to everyone please don't take our word for it go out there um this information is available through edward dowd's getter page he also um, has, I think he was taken down on Twitter, so he's not on Twitter anymore. This is shocking alpha. I, I yeah, I, you're, you're having I, a hard time with this one. I, as a, as a, yeah. <laughs> as a provider, as someone that prides themselves on helping people, this is not helping. This is hurting. No, this is, um, this is, this is anything but good news. You know, listen, we, we did some fancy math here. Okay. This is not the intent. We didn't intend to go out and create the chart that you're seeing that I presented to you all here a little while ago about vaccinated Americans and the death rate uh, based upon some numbers. But when we got that report and we started digging through it and started peeling back the layers of the onion and really absorbing the material, something isn't right. And again, it's not right. When we talk about why. No, 
and no way yeah it was not a, it was not approached in a sensible questioning manner and why no. why is it alpha i'm going to kind of go kind of like in a discussion part now we would always take the data and start bringing up some of the things that the data to me shows what needs to be discussed okay why is it that the data that we're seeing right now and if you were to bring this up you were shunned you had your medical license taken away and i've been saying it since it started why are we why are we rushing to try and fit everyone into one size fits all treatment this isn't a this isn't a treatment they were using a vaccine as a treatment and that's not correct well, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm stunned too. I'm flabbergasted and I'm having a hard time here. This is not an easy show when you come to the realization that, you know, you sit there and, and you think all of these things and, and are, are theories and you think that, Am I crazy? And and what what am I am I thinking the wrong way? You know, are 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 these people right? Am I just screwed up? And you start getting some data in that that's first of all, this isn't our data. We didn't make this up, mm -hmm. right? No. The minute the minute we got our hands on that emergency use authorization surveillance paperwork from Pfizer that they didn't want to release for 75 years, and we started reading this, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to dig deeper into the data. You go to the CDC, you go to the Census Bureau, you start running some numbers, you start looking at it, using data, formulating a hypothesis, and you go ahead and, and you try to back it up. It, it sounds like you're a crazy person. Mm -hmm. It sounds like this doesn't make any sense. I, I'm, I'm not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree at times. But it was almost as if this was, I hate to say it, intentional. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the conclusions that I'm, I'm coming to based on the information that we've seen over the last show and now today's show. And it, it pains me to know that this is what's, what our government is doing because of pure evil. That's all I can explain this as is pure evil. I mean, this is a, this was, and, and we were saying this in the beginning, Alpha, this virus was 99.99% survivable and did not require the amount of draconian rules that came down, in essence, taking away our freedoms and taking away our, you know, our rights. I that that's just not, and, and I, I'm yeah I'm yeah I'm flummoxed because, in a sense, we were arguing this, and people weren't listening to us, and they were calling us wackadoos. Yeah, we were we were you know listen I I worked in a uh, an office environment and everybody wanted to run out and go get vaccinated and, and you know oh i can get an appointment and get you vaccinated yeah blah 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 and i was the last person in the building to get vaccinated and i and i had to i didn't have a choice 
Right. You lose your job. Exactly. Um, and who are they to say that we have to go get vaccinated? Who the hell do they think they are? I, I, I get that. And I, uh, this is absolutely frightening information. When you start distilling down numbers and you start looking into it, like I was saying, nobody else is talking about this. Nobody, nobody seems to even care. But we're going to bring you the hard truth of this. Well, because it's important and we're doing our ju- duty as Americans to get well, this out there. Well, where the hell is where where the hell is Fauci? Where is he? <laughs> he's in the witness protection program right now. I don't know where the hell he is, but he's definitely nowhere in sight and and we're suddenly running headlong to get ourselves into a, into a worldwide conflict here as what are we trying what are we being distracted from? Uh I don't know. Uh, Maybe this. I don't. I, you know, you and I, been friends forever. We we've we've served this country in a volunteer firefighter fashion. We did our duty um, to help others, and um, it just it's just heartbreaking to know that there are people that have their own agendas and their own evil that they're acting on. It's just, it's despicable. Well, there's, there's two options here. It's either, well, there's three, it's control Mm -hmm. and some other deeper plot of, of, you know, thinning the herd, so to Mm -hmm. speak, which, you know, is a disgusting thing to even talk about. and, And anybody would be that evil. And the third option is just, pure evil obviously and, or, and and the outside chances maybe our government and, and leaders and everybody maybe they really are that stupid hmm. well here's here's the other thing too and it comes down to philosophy and it comes down to you know again my finger my thoughts right now alpha go right to the world economic forum Charles schwab those who feel that they're they're above us because they're they're richer than us or they have more than us or they think that they're smarter than us. Look, we're just two guys that got a hold of some data and we applied the principles that we were taught, clinical thinking and, and reason and critical thinking and reason. And we came up with this to present to you because I'm a, I'm a firm believer that knowledge through education is enlightening and it helps make the world a better place and i well amen amen brother amen to all of that i mean listen you you're 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 spot on both of us have always been you know teachers in our own way through our our entire lives mm-hmm. and one thing i want to you know stress to people don't be so quick to take anybody's word for anything don't take our word for it either, please. And don't take our word for it. The data's out there. Go do your own homework. This is what we found. These are the conclusions we've drawn based upon our hypothesis. So now we can support it with some data. And our numbers might not be exactly right, but I, I think they're a lot closer than we, we want to be. And I encourage if anyone out there thinks that we're not correct or we're missing something we want to learn 
Also, yep. Sig50 Podcast at protonmail.com. Right. Sig50 Podcast at, uh, at excuse me, Sig50 Podcast at com. Yeah, sorry everybody. This one's a hard show to get through because we got done looking at these numbers and we sit there and we combed over them and over them and over them. And Bravo and I sat there and stressed over this for a few hours. And we were bouncing back and forth, looking at the numbers, checking the rationale, checking the assumptions, making sure that we can substantiate what we're saying and re-looking and researching. So this is a bit of a difficult show because you came to I came to that realization that. We've been lied to and in I a big like way. Being lied to. <laughs> I don't like having information held from, no, you know, held no. back. Yeah. And, and it's lying that's put us into the situation that we're into. So listen, everybody, please go out and do your own homework. I'm not telling you to get a vaccination. I'm not telling you not to get a vaccination. You have to determine what's best for you and your family. The information is out there. Please be a skeptic. Please be a skeptic. That's all I'm saying. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Bravo's word for it. Do not take the government's word for it. They've got a pretty poor track record. So, yeah. You know, listen, we've 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 beaten that up a little bit, and and there's an 800 pound gorilla in the room that we really do need to talk about still. Um, and it it does not seem that the situation in Ukraine is getting any better. Actually, it is degraded to. Uh, to worse, right? You've got a bunch of different theories floating around. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, you know, well, we talked about biolabs in Ukraine and everybody laughed at us and called us conspiracy theorists. And, and people have been talking about this for a long time. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's, it's a fact. There are biolabs in Ukraine and they are a bone of contention. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what was the predicate that we used to invade Iraq? Uh, weapons of mass destruction, chemical weapons. Chemical weapons, biological weapons, radiological weapons, just weapons of mass destruction, right? And amazingly, shockingly, unbelievably, uh, you know, we were um, lied to because there were never none found. Well, there were none found. There's a couple of different theories on it. Some of them wound up in Syria with Assad. Yeah, I get that. They might have moved them. They might have done a number of different things. It doesn't matter if they found them or not. Right. We used that as a predicate to go in, overthrow a government, and destroy an entire country. And if you look at different administrations, Alpha, just kind of off the top of the head, uh, Obama, Clinton, Bush, all those administrations and now the Biden administration and they're, if you look at what's going on with Russia being debanked, having their um, basically being lied about all the time and they're using the same tactic, the same playbook as BLM did to all of us, right? BLM said, if you're not with us, you don't give us donations. You don't start to see us. You're not, you're not worthy. Okay. So, other other countries are ganging up on Russia. They're doing the same type of tactics to bring about a regime change. And I I was not part of the I call them BLM Inc. I thought they were a, a, atrocious. They're a terrorist organization, and we're doing the same thing now to Russia and Putin. Whether whether or not Putin is a bad guy, which 
you know, hey, he's been in power for 22 years. He doesn't pay attention to the internet. He just does his thing. And his people are pretty much, um, you know, downtrodden. I get it. Well, but let's, let's just, let's just, let's just say it. I have always maintained that Vladimir Putin, he's an, he, all right. So Vladimir Putin's a bit of a, an entertaining character. Okay. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a Russian mob boss. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's yep. a caricature of himself. He's, he's a bad guy. He's a KGB guy. He's, he's not a good guy. He's, he's a very, very dangerous, dangerous man. No, but you had the UN today, uh, oh. earlier, you know, where they're, you know, the United States sounds, you know, all they can come up with is emotional pleas. They didn't come up with any data like the Russian Federation did. And then this is what we found. This is what we did. This is that. I mean, it's like coming to a, a presidential debate, um, and not know what to say except blame the other person. And well, hmm, isn't that something? They still won. <laughs> oh. Well, it's just it's just insane. I mean, we yeah. we have to be. We're in the middle of a propaganda war. He said, yeah. she said, you know. You had Victoria Newland got up, and she's like, yeah, with with her and Marco Rubio, and well, yes, there are biological research facilities in Ukraine. Hmm. And some of these biological research facilities were built through Hunter Biden's contacts yep. and financed. What are we hiding? Why are we lying? <laughs> well, the interesting thing was Rubio then came back the next day mm-hmm. and started saying, well, there's really no issue here. Move along. <laughs> like you unbelievable. And well, it's probably it, the probability is that he crossed over into some classified information. Uh, and he had no choice but to say, oh, nothing to see here. Okay, so we need to stop lying. Okay. Right. We don't know what to believe. Our our own government, we just went through some data that would lead one to believe that our own government is in a very consequential way. Not in not in a small ha ha funny, you know, it's inane or it doesn't really affect people way. This is kind of a big deal, right? Right. You uh you approved or are letting people get stuck in the arm with a medication that should not be normally approved, but right. it's perfectly safe, right? And you're and you're out there paying news agencies to promote this narrative. That's and right. To, to pressure everybody and you strong arm the entire population into getting a vaccination that number one, they might not want, they don't need. And if they don't get it, they're going to lose their livelihood, their home, their way to feed their family. It's insanity. That's right. What do I believe that comes out of our government? Absolutely Absolutely nothing. nothing. (laughs) I I can't trust them. The, The only thing that I can trust is my own lion eyes, right? Right. I I can see reports on the ground from from Ukraine. Right. There are other alternate sources of people on the ground doing some reporting. What I can tell you is it doesn't matter why there's a human tragedy going on right now. From all appearances, Russia is tearing Ukraine apart. Yep. Although they're talking about having a peace deal 
and uh, they want to talk about um, they want to talk about having a uh, a ceasefire. And we haven't mentioned the other factor or confounding factor. I like to call them. You have a bunch of neo Nazis running around in the Ukraine that are maybe the cause of all this damage, also. And the Russians may not be the bad guys in this. Again, we, I, we don't know what to believe. But the dangerous thing is, and, and we, we, we're in this propaganda war, we're in the middle of a cyber war, right? And kinetic war is looming over the horizon. Yes, it is. The fact that we can't trust our government is very, very dangerous. Because we may be, we may be being pro, uh, propagandized by Russia, by China, and they're taking full advantage of the feckless leadership that's in the White House right now. Well, I'm more, more concerned about our own government. Uh, I, I expect nothing less than than lies, deceptions, and whatever. Listen, you've got you've got the President Zelenko of of Ukraine. He's a charismatic character. He's a handsome young guy. Nice family. He's he's appears to be brave in the face of imminent danger. All very admirable qualities to an American, right? Yeah. Well, Chernobyl doesn't have any power. It could be bad. Where are they're going to do this? They're going to use chemical weapons. He has a lot of motivation to be not 100% honest. Right, because he wants to draw in other... NATO. To, yeah, they want to draw... But NATO is, is put its uh, toe in the water, I guess, and they don't like it. <laughs> so they're no, not... They're not going to get those fighter planes. They're, they're not going to get them. But it's interesting how Poland said, ah, we're not doing this by ourselves. Why? Because the United States has proven beyond a reasonable doubt that they are unreliable and in the eyes of the world, a, f a feckless country that doesn't stand by what we promise. We promised to protect these people from just this sort of thing in 1994. Right. We, look we what happened with Afghanistan. Look what we happened an, with. Well, well, wait a minute. We don't have to look at Afghanistan. Right. We we had an agreement with these. Well, we can look at Afghanistan in a second, but we had an agreement with Ukraine in 1994. Oh, actually, I I disagree with you a little bit. I mean, you're, what you're saying is true, but it was a verbal agreement and wasn't written down. They were never they were never accepted into the the NATO world, no. and they were open the arms with Biden and Hunter Biden and Clinton and all those other bad actors to come on into the country. And we have the place and you pay us and we'll pay you. And, and they were given promises that were never uh, codified with a contract or oh, I, I, I get that. But part of the deal for them to get rid of their nukes and they got rid of them in 94 was right. the United States, Great Britain, and, and even Russia would protect them. Well, <laughs> well, that didn't really work out, did it? They gave up their nuclear weapons. So this is a little conclusion I'd like to draw. I think I mentioned it last time. When the government tells you you don't need a weapon, you go buy two. Right. Because they have no intention on living up to their end of the bargain. Nobody is coming to help you. Right. You're on your own. You are on your own. And this is the greatest example in the world of that very thing. And and just as a short, as a, and just to relate it back to us, Alpha, look at how we're on our own. Fuel prices through the roof. Uh, they're not going to open up the drilling in this country. It doesn't make any sense. Any rational thinking person would say, huh, we need to really start drilling and make and being independent from everyone else. 
um, we need to we need to really close off this border because we're getting people in here that we don't want to oh, have. Oh, that that that's another thing that nobody is talking about. Right, the border is a mess, and they just keep making it a mess, and no one is saying anything about it. So, look, the, we we've brought up what we do is we get the concerns out there so that as as small as our voice is. We want to make sure that this gets out there because no one's talking about it. The mainstream media has failed us. Our government has failed us. The UN has failed us. And the world has failed all of us because they don't tell the truth. Yep. Absolutely. And it's oh. all that that's what it is, too, right? Yep. Stop tell the truth. Stop freaking lying. That's right. I'm pretty sure that they lied about COVID-19 from the start. Still to this day, I never got an answer from Madison Cawthorn's office. No. I have tried every single day to call them for the past four weeks to get through. Are you going to publish answers from CDC, HHS, and DOD on the questions you asked, on the congressional you submitted? FDA is not paying attention to... uh... Uh, the senators that are asking them them questions either. No, they're they're a closed book because so, oh, I think the the lies have caught up with everybody. Right. So let's let's add something else to that list that we're being let down on is accountability. You know, we're we're being held to account to higher standards than our own government. If we don't pay our taxes, we get we get thrown into jail. We have January Sixers that are that stood up, thrown into jail happening in canada so we're looking at the slow erosion of our constitutional rights and our freedoms and it's time to stand up and say no more well i think it's cute uh that people think that elections are fair uh (laughs) yeah I, i i'm not sure that they are um but what i will say is i think in november Um, these campaign commercials are writing themselves at this point. I mean, all you have to do is go to the gas pump and look at it and and think of where you were about 16 months ago. I really, really miss President Trump. Boy, could I use some mean tweets? Look, I'm just going to say it. We're going to talk about this in another show when we get into the election stuff uh, as another topic to discuss. Um, in a future show, but I can tell you that I don't trust this election, but I'm not giving up on our way of life and stand and fight for what's right. Amen, brother. And from all of us at the Signal 50 podcast to you, um, buckle up. It's going to be an interesting ride. So with that being said, I think uh, it's time to thank all those people that stand by us still. That's right. Uh, that means our firefighters, police, frontline medical workers, EMTs, paramedics, all of you who in military, especially who have it the, the worst right now because of the nonsense you have to deal with every day. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, please visit us on Rumble. Uh, come visit us and get her. Like, share, subscribe, pass us around, and uh, we hope to get some news out. Sorry, this wasn't the smoothest show. We're we're both in a a bit of a state of shock after running some math, and really, 
thinking about the heavy consequences that have happened in the past couple of years to the people of this country and the world. Yep. So why? That said, <laughs> why? Greed. That's right. But hell no, I'm not standing for it. Nope. On that note, goodbye, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Um, have a good week and we'll, we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.